0: It's not the same,
1: it's been it's been you. I was your champion. <laughs> that song is probably my favorite song of the season. Life is not the same if we're miles away. I love it. I love it.
0: The fall season?
1: Season of the dead. You know it's saying? You know it's Dunny?
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. This is interesting. Yeah, the fall season is, yeah, a time of Things yeah. to be cycling through. Well, yeah, this is okay, fascinating thought here. But the quote I sent you the other day mm-hmm. from Alan Watts, um, when he was talking about this you know, to have one, you have the other, but realize that it's all you. Mm-hmm basically is interesting. So the cycles of things are one and the same, meaning the back of something therefore defines or tells you there's a front of something. The evil in something tells you there's a good of something. Certain things cannot exist with without those opposites in his quote he said something about like a sovereign state cannot exist um but in order to have like a peaceful state there has to be war in some way um because what is peace without those other things and like what and and what is spring without the fall
1: right and it's piggybacking off of what we talked about in the last podcast about sort of the, the embracing those opposites and bringing things to the center because you one can cannot exist without the other right. And <clears throat> how we perceive those those ones, is sort of what sets us up for for more i I think for for more suffering because it's the it's amazing it's sort of the awareness that there is an opposite but denying that there is an opposite my my nephew and i had a good conversation this weekend just about how we look at death and um both of us agree that we sort of accept it, just for what it is. So, the emotional attachment that people have a tendency of holding on to when it comes to death, like the grievance and the and the the, the sadness and depress depression because someone is gone. In a way, that's a very in my in my own subjective. Uh, concept of that, I feel that it is sort of immature. Because Mm -hmm. I believe that adults, if you're really adulting, (laughs) then you accept your reality, you accept that things are what they are, you accept what is inevitable. And then you do your best to give life purpose. Right. But when we take something that is inevitable or 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 even taking something that has already happened because think about it when 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 someone dies and then the the ramifications of that as far as you being the living that has witnessed the passing of somebody is it even relevant to put right. so much grievance into it? Especially right. if I mean it's it's fine for at the moment, but then when when you have a tendency of of sort of missing things and then feeling a negative emotion because of that. The dwelling. And, yeah, the dwelling. And then that gets in the way of you actually living. Yes, and that's sort of addictive. That's that that is sort of, sort of what you would describe as an addiction, or or as an addictive em, sort of emotional state, because it's taking you away from what you had deemed is your normalcy, and you're allowing something that doesn't even exist to take over yeah everything else in your life to override to sort of flood everything else in your life kids do that
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but kids are also taught how to do that by adults so then the question is who's the kid and who's the adult what does it mean to be an adult What,
0: what what would it be like to well i think it's as simple as this Think about if you if either of us had a child and although it'd probably be absurd to other people in our society, at least in our culture, in this culture we're around, to what if you raised a child and said, you know, it's almost like the Forrest Gump type thing where you're like, Okay, death is a part because you live there is death. Like but first of all, why is that a punishment? Like why is that bad? Like yeah, but you could teach a kid it's not bad. Like, this is part of life and it's beautiful. It's mm-hmm. the thing that happens, like everybody does this, you don't have to be sad. There we're coming from this, we return to this. Whatever. Mm-hmm. If you taught a kid think about how first of all that kid would get probably fucking laughed out of a fucking room in this society or taught or told like, oh, you're a horrible, how could you not? It's like, but that would be a way, I think would be okay to teach a child because it's more realistic than going, oh, well, they go somewhere. Well, where do they right. go? Oh, it's this place and it's beautiful. Well, why? Well, uh, you know, you, you automatically run up against, it was this funny thing where, uh there was another Alan Watts quote that came up last night. I think I just didn't send it to you, but he was talking about liars. And he said, we're all liars. We are all liars to an extent. He goes, mm-hmm. because he goes if you explain yourself and explain yourself and explain yourself like all the way down the line, he goes, at one point, you will go, this is fucking ridiculous. He mm-hmm. didn't say that word for word. But he basically alluded to, Oh, he said, I've had enough of that where that's what it is, it just kind of like, why do you have to explain it? Like, here's what you observe, here's what it is. It's a natural state and that's it. You, I think you'd have more well-adjusted individuals that don't, you know, it's like, it, it is tough to, well, it's not tough for me or you, but like to see people I know, like that may have had a loved one as, you know, four or five years ago, but like every couple of days it's like I mi- I like I miss you, I miss you, I'm oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my god It's like you're stuck in this cycle. It's like you know uh, you almost I tend to somewhat feel bad for them. I mean, obviously because of their loved one being gone mm-hmm. but but more so they're <clears> still living. It's those things where we choose to relive things. That's why I was trying to tell people about anniversaries. Like, of course, the anniversary of birthday, sure. But like, an, like, anniversary like, rising yeah. tragedy, like my accident was a year ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that. But it just you should I, I don't want people to need that to relive a trauma. But maybe to remind you, Because that's what I think, at least to me, since I Mm. was young, death is a teacher. Yeah. But people don't, they just look at it as a tragedy. No, It's like, it's actually a, if someone dies before you, well, you know, a lot of people will. But, you know, (laughs) but you have a choice how to look at that. And you can look at it and go, they they had a good life, but it teaches me, okay, maybe I, maybe I don't need to take things as seriously, or maybe I need to take a risk, or maybe mm. I need to not be scared of this and that, that kind of thing. But it's, I think a lot of people, once again, because I think that's the hard thing to do. The easy thing to do is just woe is me, and this, yeah, this sucks to wallow it's so is it selfish to grieve so much
1: I don't know I mean well it, it is if it again if if your interactions with the rest of your reality have sort of been put on the back burner then it is selfish it's um and it's 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 more yeah it's it's really really selfish not not towards the other people that are that might be in your life but you're limiting yourself you're literally limiting yourself and not necessarily in the in the most constructive way and um like this week this weekend taught me a lot my brother came and like I saw I saw what everybody else was seeing, but then I saw how frustrated everybody becomes because of someone else's actions and because they know the 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 best suffering that we could ever do for ourselves is to believe that somebody can change in the way that we want them to be. That's the best suffering that we can do for <laughs> ourselves. If you really want to learn how to truly, truly suffer, it's not accepting things for what they are, but what you have the expectations for them to be. And although, like when I, I when I, when the idea was to bring him here so that he'd be in a more structured sort of environment, I also kept in mind that this might not turn out that way and i still get frustrated sometimes but i also have to accept that look until he realizes that he is his selfishness is pushing everybody else away it's almost Mm -hmm. like the same thing like like my father until you realize that then you just you push yourself closer to eliminating your environment that was your comfort zone, because now you're trans, you're transitioning into a new comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And death itself is a transfer into a new comfort zone. Every single day, our li- our our life, our system is trying to survive. And it will do whatever it will take risk, it will actually face death in order to survive it, which is interesting we can face death every single we face death every single morning in order to survive it but then the more we run from it the more we morning.
0: What, do you, what do you mean by that
1: well what i mean is that just the the way in the morning well I'm, well it doesn't even necessarily need to be in the morning every time oh. we we actually get the opportunity to wake up oh to yeah rise yeah. From, from sleep then yeah. that because Sleep is the closest you come to the acknowledgement that you no longer exist. But I don't even know if we can acknowledge that. That's interesting. It's like you can't unknow something, but I guess you can lose your memory to to actually under. It's a it's a weird thing because I think of, I think about even those that even people that have dementia or Alzheimer's or amnesia. You're still aware that you're living. You're just not aware of your, of your ego or your persona. Right. But then when it comes to like the stages of Alzheimer's, then everything becomes, the system becomes unaware of itself, but there's still part of that system that still had, still carries awareness, Hmm. even in death. Think about it. Even in death, there's still awareness because the decay of body needs to be, is a system. The ex, the decay of like the, the eating of itself. And that's pretty much what the body is doing when it decays. It's, it's eating itself. And we, I mean, the body eats itself all the time. Our bodies eat itself. Every time I, every time you hear my voice, energy is being burned. It's eating itself. Every time I exhale, the that carbon dioxide is the carbon comes from my body.
0: Right, you're shedding. Yeah, well, we, you're shed shedding. Scan it yeah we shed. Yeah, we well, too. Yeah. What's like the you know they talk the how many millions of cells replace themselves? Right. Over time, people say you're literally not the same human being. It's like I don't know what they're. There's like a certain cycle where your body is kind of replenished.
1: Yeah, I think it's like already 72 hours. But then there's also autophagy that, especially like when you fast for a certain amount of time, then the body starts to eat itself, eat the... the it starts to go on a repair mode and sort of sweep what doesn't work anymore. Oh, wow, yeah. so you literally reset yeah, your whole body, your whole system. Yeah. Um, that That leads me into... One of the videos that you sent that I actually didn't even realize that you sent, but I happened to watch it, thinking that I was watching it on my own, which subconsciously maybe I wasn't. Mm. And um, was it? No, let me just make sure. Yeah, you sent it. Is reality real?
0: Oh yeah, that tripped me out. Yeah. Yeah. The the big
1: thing. But-
0: I love that channel. But it was, it was interesting because they were talking about how certain things are, well, even when they talked about light and Mm -hmm. notes and how, like, he's like, if you play two notes together, um, you hear a chord, right. You don't hear the note in between, but when you blend like waves, like light, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: when we when our eyes see it, we can't see the two light streams, we see the middle color. Mm. -hmm. But it's talking about all these different perceptions and how you know we can see things. But like one of the one of the interesting points that, that was made in there is if you walk into an alley and there's graffiti, which I, this is a cool example.
1: Yeah. So there's
0: graffiti, and to you it could be just a bunch of symbols.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So your brain processes it and goes okay, I'm seeing this. And you may process it some kind of other oh, little shapes. But then if somebody else is playing that same scenario, but they actually know what the writing says, mm-hmm. and say it says something horrible. Mm-hmm. Now you're processing the same exact thing in a whole different way. Because your perspective on it is, I know what this says, and it's horrible. So it makes you react in a certain way, yeah. so even all these little environmental factors that we don't even understand and perceive go into how we see things. But that's with everything,
1: everything. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's absolutely with everything, even our it, perception of our societies and all that shit. Um, everything. And that's what I liked about this is it really sort of led into the discussion that we had in the last podcast is just about our, our perception and, and also like the grudges that we hold based on, and when you do that, you're limiting your chance to actually experience more reality of what something also is. And uh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like, we, we do have a tendency of just taking something, we, we never master anything. We never master anything to the point where, you know, it inside out, it becomes so predictable that you don't even have to think about it. You know exactly what's going to happen. We we never master that because we're always on to something else. And I think about like a lot of the gadgets and things that we have, even in our phones, we don't, we've never mastered any apps. We don't even master ourselves, which is another interesting thing. We don't master ourselves. We have no, because if we did master ourselves, then... We know how to actually take care of ourselves we know how to avoid certain things from happening yeah um, we we know the relationships that we have based on mastering ourselves how they're specifically going to move because of what what we understand what we attract but most of us don't have a true base reality of ourselves. Like,
0: go ahead. The, the conundrum (laughs) comes in in this way though, is the, the thing about knowing yourself is it's hard to, because you're looking at yourself through the filter of yourself, Mm -hmm. so if you can't let go of that filter and that's really what a lot of meditation is supposed to do is to let go of that filter and it's like you know maybe if you normally do something one way try it another way or do something like something that may not normally be quote unquote you but that's what makes this is what makes the is reality real thing a question because mm-hmm. we are all looking at it through a filter, the
1: mm-hmm. filter
0: that we call us. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it interesting because even when I think our whole damn podcast could be about this, but it really is about this thing when people. Like if, if you, you, if you can't look around you and just, understand simply that people don't see what you see like that's just they just don't you know and some people and you can get someone to see something but never exactly maybe how you want them to you know but you just to assume that people do think like that that's why politics and all this stuff like makes me laugh when people intelligent people are baffled by maybe less intelligent, according to them. Mm -hmm. And they just can't fathom it. It's like, how can you not fathom this? Like, you know, you're just on the, you're just on the different side of the same coin. And you have to because they make you what you are. You need them. You could be on the opposite it, end.
1: Right. It's like it's like Batman needs the Joker and the Joker needs Batman. Like a hero needs a villain uh, and vice versa. And guess what? We're both.
0: Right. We're, but people don't acknowledge it, that.
1: Right. Because if somebody's think, angry a, with you, you're their villain.
0: <laughs> you are, well, I always say you're the villain in someone's book. I mean, right. we all are. Somebody, I, you know, you know, I don't see how so-and-so could not like you. It's like, well, I mean, yeah, I can. Like, of course, if I didn't do something they liked or maybe I, you know, whatever. You could, If you can't open yourself up to see that, I think there's a, a problem there. That's why I think people, like we spoke on Friday, people have a hard time forgiving because they go, I would never do that to you. It's like, okay, you wouldn't. But they did do it. Right. I'm not. I mean, in a different circumstance, you might do that. You mm-hmm. might do it. I, it drives me nuts. I when would people never. Go, I would never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it's like, yeah, you would. You don't know that. Yeah, you, you don't know. Yeah, that. because
1: it goes back to us not knowing ourselves anyway. Um, in certain circumstances. That might be the only choice
0: that you have. Yep. Yeah. So when it's, it's almost like the, we're going in these smaller circles today, but they all fit, but even in that, you know, the acknowledging that you have to have one to have the other is Mm -hmm. to know that you have that in you. And that's why when, you know, when there's talk of people that speak on how they're, how pure and good they are, it, it really raises that just that's a red flag to me if all someone ever does is talk about their achievements or like are the great things they're doing it's like okay like so there's nothing right nothing like, in there the you rest, regret nothing what, right where's nothing noble, story? <laughs> bad streak yeah like shit you've done you know oh you've always been perfect okay okay well you it's know what's interesting scary.
1: What's interesting, even about that, was when we were talking about about people just wanting to talk about their woes and all the negative shit. Yeah. But then I think, I think balance is important. and you gotta actually, and this is what I try to do when whenever I bring up something negative in a conversation. I do it. And I try to come to a resolution. It's not just to talk shit about something It's like, yes, it's like, let me, f- I just need to, to open up about this so I can say it out loud so I can figure out what the resolution is. So this is why I'm having this conversation with you. So bear with me. I'm not just complaining. I'm not pointing fingers or anything like that. I'm trying to figure out what is the best course of action for what had happened, and how I can lead into it so that it doesn't have to be that way again. Right. That should be how we talk, but sometimes we just talk just to rouse shit up. Can you believe that this motherfucker? Yeah, you get
0: you get into the go- the gossip realm is very dangerous. But I think if you know, I was just. You know, hanging out with a friend of mine this evening, we were talking about business related things, but Mm -hmm. when you complain about those kinds of things, but a lot of the people I hang out with that I, that I like to conversate with when they have things to say like that, it's never a thing that's like pointing fingers. It's not going, oh, this is bad. It's their fault. It's Mm -hmm. just going, well, like this came up and I got to figure this out and I'm trying to figure if I'm doing the right thing or right like it's constructive negativity. You know what I mean? It's not I like that. If, if, if you if there's if you feel like there's nothing you can do about it, why would you talk about it? And I think you know the old saying of you know pay attention to what people talk about cuz you know people talk about people. That's kind of an issue.
1: People are talking
0: talking about
1: people that's
0: right <laughs> when you talk about ideas you talk about ideas or at least constructive things and say well maybe and maybe you're with someone who you respect and they may have an angle on it that you may not have thought of you may say yeah. I like how they go about things and I'll bring this up around them they'll know I'm not complaining so maybe I'm in a situation and they can offer their opinion. to say, oh, you know, here's what I think, you know, maybe I would do. And then you have a way to work within that um issue. Just but to just complain and like oh, this happened, this happened. Then they didn't have the ice cream I wanted. Then I went here, and then this was fucked up. And then, then it's like I don't yeah. know what the point of that is.
1: Yeah. I don't know what the i have i have a family member that does that often and and i yeah my mother does that a lot and i i often just try to figure out well what what is your end goal especially if you point stuff out even to me that is about me but you are just pointing it out with actually taking action and is that I, sometimes I wonder, like, is this a generational thing? Is this a, is this, this is going to sound so weird, but it's like the the baby boomers and people that grew up like in the civil rights era where like life just becomes your protest, you, which all you're doing is just pointing out some shit that you feel is negative without actually taking action. But just getting loud about it and not doing anything about it and having the expectation that somebody else is going to do something about it. Now I know how fucking very, very right wing that sounded <laughs> and, um, and very unliberal, but I'm both. I'm everything. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not trying to claim that I'm one side or the other. Cause that's just fucking stupid. Right? There's nothing that you can be completely conservative about, and nothing that you can be completely liberal about. Because if you do that, and you're not flexible, you're gonna fuck your own self up. And then yes, you are just gonna end up complaining more than you actually end up doing shit. And I, I'm not that type, I'm, I am not that Negro. Well,
0: that, that's what it becomes is complaining to the point of it almost justifies your inaction. Yeah, because you go well. I've complained about everything. It's like, why are like you feel like you're? I feel like when people do that too, they feel powerless. But it's like, why why do you? Why focus on the negativity? Like, you know, once again, I've been there. I've done it, and but it makes me think about myself. I've been. You know, I did it today. Had a conversation (laughs) with with a friend earlier today. Um, this afternoon, and we were talking about, you know, some constructive things, and then at one point, I kind of caught myself talking about, and I wasn't really complaining, but, well, maybe I was, <laughs> then even right away, I was like, I don't know why I did that, it was more to maybe get someone to sympathize, you know, in yeah. to go, yeah, I can see that's kind of, but there wasn't anything constructive about it, There wasn't, there wasn't a, oh, I can do this about it, you know, or my friend wasn't like, oh, you know what you should do. They didn't, we came to no conclusions. It was just, I conveyed a thought. Uh, I I I realize
1: what I try to do now is, is I'll, I'll, I'll actually, when I'm conversing, which is actually the word, I've been corrected about that before when I was, when I was conversing with a friend or a client or a client is a friend and talking about some of the things that have happened in the past. And then, then I come to the conclusion of, and I take that negative energy and I actually use it to my advantage. And I, in this, I, I, I purposely say that so that people can have a better understanding that, okay, there are those that complain. There are those that, that sort of understand that there is some sort of tension and then find some way to use that to move them to something. And like, even with my brother coming here and we, and he and I getting into like sort of just this back and forth. And me knowing that this, this person is behaving very irrational, but then me trying to be rational with somebody irrational actually makes me irrational. Because it is like talking to a wall. It's like trying to discuss sort of trigonometry with a five year old. And if you think that something is going to come out of it, then bet your bottom dollar, you might make them holler, but don't you know that white men can't jump? And I say that, meaning that you see how that didn't make sense? Yeah. Well, it doesn't make sense to, to try to make sense out of somebody that doesn't make sense although now let me think about this because you can actually pull from that as well you can pull from the irrational and find some order into it if this person is chaotic you can define more of yourself you can't define that person you can accept that person for for who they are you can't but you can actually use that to be like all right, this is definitely not the path that I would like to take, but now I understand how that path is is taken and I can make sure that I've followed the steps to avoid being on that path. Whereas others can just end up falling into the same patterns and then get mad or become irrational because they don't take responsibility for their own actions. That was another conversation that I had with Ben was was even just about like about people's vices, about my vices, about the irrational parts of my own person and Mm -hmm. actually accepting that because a lot of people like shit. I like I won't deny that I that I drink often. I'm not going to deny that Mm -hmm. I'm not going to label myself because One we don't do that on 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 our podcast and we don't do that in life, because once you label yourself, then all you're doing is actually creating a jail for yourself you're you're imprisoning yourself, whereas i'm open to moving away from certain things i'm open to to actually. Finding something else that. That is more purposeful. Than some of the vices that I have. This is one of the reasons why today, as well as last Monday, we don't have any porn for you guys.
0: That was, <laughs> because, I, I was that's, I didn't even. Think because at first day. I was like,
1: at first I was like, okay, so should I, should I send it, even though he was supposed to send it on last Monday? And I was like, you know what? Let's let's just take a porn break.
0: I have a, a yeah. I I want to talk about porn. although now. I
1: did watch porn this morning. I, uh,
0: I, I watched porn uh, this weekend that I need yeah. to talk about actually.
1: Oh, we can talk about it. I think we we should talk about it because I, the other thing is the the idea of we we should redefine. We should define that addiction is not a negative word, but there are negative addictions.
0: Yeah. can have negative effects
1: exactly addiction in itself because you could be uh, you can be addicted to a lot of things and we all have addictions the addiction to live is when you see somebody that is 112 years old
0: but what if they want
1: to live well that's an addiction
0: i said i was an addiction That's just natural No, because
1: you're addicted to doing doing whatever you can to 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 survive in this life.
0: What if they didn't do anything consciously to do that? Now
1: you see how how you're thinking of the word addiction in a negative way.
0: You're making it, yeah, because you're. Well, how is it? I, I don't think that's an addiction, though. It is an addiction, and that's just a natural process.
1: So what about is it a natural process because if it was a natural process then everybody would do it huh
0: an addiction to life of age of
1: age extension
0: well if you're doing it by unnatural means yes but you're talking about if you're talking about an addiction to longevity like that that would be some like crazy treatments and cryogenic whatever and like freezing your whatever and that would be that, but if you're just some old lady that drinks Dr Pepper and eats a steak every day, and you live and you live in like ho dunk like Mississippi, and you live to be 112, that just is what it is. You just said every day. Life.
1: You just said every day. So if you're doing the same thing every day, that's addiction.
0: But they're not doing it. I'm. I was being painting a picture. But maybe they don't do that. Maybe they just, an addiction to me would be, but yes, I will pull a, a negative connotation. There are positive and negative ones. But I, I, think I said. A, I, but an addiction is a conscious effort, isn't it? No, it becomes unconscious. Oh, I don't think, I think that's a weird one. But how to think about that? Like, I don't like okay, I'm
1: I'm, I'm going to give you an example. Unlike if, please. I'm going to give you an example because think about drug addicts. Drug addicts aren't you you get to the point where consciousness de- gets thrown out the window. You could be aware of something. You could be like get, think about it when you have a birthday, you're aware that I've aged more. If you're 112, you're aware that you're 112. But what I'm talking about is your conscious this towards it, or your awareness towards it gets overridden by your impulsive actions, and habits that have created this long extension of that particular um, of that particular behavior. That's why I'm saying addiction, the word itself is not bad or good. It just depends on your intention and your perception of what what is keeping you from doing the opposite. So if if, oh, yeah. if, if not having addiction, and when it comes to longevity means that you only live to be like 50, then it could be that some other form of addiction had overridden the addiction of living longer and again this is uh, uh, see and that's that's the thing about about the technology of language is that you can make it whatever you want (laughs) but when it comes to actual actual actions actions do speak louder than words
0: Well, I, I think addiction doesn't really define this in a way. I mean, not even habits, not even drug habits. I, it, we be, You become almost chemically, or you believe you become chemically dependent on certain things in your body. It just, but I don't think it's like an addiction as we define it. I just don't think it's a good word to fit it. How do you think you would get addicted to a living? A good word to fit. And that's it? why you're a hundred. Like, if that was the case, everybody'd be hooked on living, because we were scared to die.
1: People so, are hooked on living, but people don't know how to actually, how to actually do that. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that habit of that actual habit of being able to live to a hundred something is the mm-hmm. addiction, and it's not a negative thing. It's just that you've mastered something. Addiction is mastery.
0: But what if they're not doing anything consciously to do that? They're just doing it.
1: That's what I'm saying. Addictions aren't always conscious.
0: Okay. Well, then that could be genetic or... Something. Let's not get. Let's
1: let's. We can't get into genetics because I I will always argue against genetics. Genetics are look. Just because the software was put in a particular computer doesn't mean that you're going to use the computer the same. So I don't. No, no. no, I get that. We talk about
0: epigenetics
1: too. So right. And and I, I fucking. I hate this idea of. I don't know why I'm so hard on that shit, but I hate the idea of, of genetics. People people using genetics as an excuse for something. Behavior, to me, and an environmental influence can create the 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 code, so to speak. Yeah. Um. Um. Now I know we're and and see I like this because we're disagreeing. On on a word, but a word doesn't even fucking matter. No
0: the word doesn't really work because
1: we're we're way, yeah. we're treating addiction like 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 saying nigga and nigger. <laughs> <it's just>, <laughs> yeah. It's, <just> like, <laughs>
0: it's like the hard, it's like the hard <laughs> right, the, mm. the hard R or
1: the, the or the soft A. And the thing is, even with the soft A, yo some people don't want to be called either one. Some people don't care about either one. People don't, yeah. Some people don't even care if you call them either one, because out of one, I've been called both. I don't have to respond at all. Sometimes I don't respond at all. I used to automatically respond to the the err, because it was coming from it was this was coming from me being programmed. Me being programmed to, to feel as if by, by somebody saying that I'm triggered to, obviously we're supposed to fight. But most of the time when I yelled out, come back, they kept going. And it actually wasn't most of the time. Like I never got into a fight with somebody that said, nigger. Um, Yeah, that never actually happened. Like it, it was never, some, nobody ever said it straight up to my face. Straight up to my face. It's a Drake quote. <laughs>
0: Speaking of that, I want to talk about mm-hmm. porn for a minute. Okay. Um, it's, you know, um, so I was intrigued by something and I may still send this to you because other, other uh, posts came up intrigued by a video. One of my friends called me the other night. Say, fellow wheelchair user. He said, he goes, have you ever seen this uh, girl on, I think it's like xvideos.com or something. And her name is like Angel something, which is hilarious. Here's her thing. Here's why I'm intrigued. She is either a professional sex worker or she is like a personal attendant, right? Mm-hmm. Two people. There's this guy on there who has an account. He, I think he calls himself Wonder Boy or something. I don't know if he has like muscular dystrophy or something. Um, but he you know is very um, immobile mm-hmm. in many ways. And she and he, make videos and she fucks him
1: hmm.
0: I mean obviously he wants I mean, because he can't so he makes it so they can fuck
1: interesting
0: like she has a harness thing you know how people have those right, harnesses right. to let people in and out of bed
1: mm. she
0: uses that so he can fuck her no, he used it so he can eat her pussy and she'll like Suck him off. And but my friend know he goes, Have you ever seen this girl? And I watched, I was like, This is actually really dope. Because she's getting something out of it. I think what it is, is it's like that this guy is it's probably good for his health. Because people that don't get I mean, whether we wanna say it or not, getting late is good for you. It's good for your self esteem. It's good for your body it's good for everything mm-hmm. so i'm all about wheelchair people getting laid so i was like this is actually kind of dope it's a bit dirty too on one she had to do the hand job mm-hmm. and he busted like his big fat nut she rubbed it on her pussy i was like god dang jeez." Hmm. she's like yeah Unnecessary. Uh, that led to another video that uh some dude in a wheelchair banged this girl and she was really hot like they did it while he's in the wheelchair. Uh-huh. Like this is almost sent that, uh, I was too busy. I see
1: law of attraction. Okay, I see what yeah. you're doing. I like that.
0: I like that. Wheel wow. of fucking. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. yeah. Um. Pat say Jack. <laughs> uh, Vanna White um, stuff. <laughs> Uh, w O F. Anyway, so that uh that was kinda cool to see that. I was like, there we go. Gampe no, porn.
1: I don't mind I, I don't mind us having the, these these sex talks like at then it doesn't always have to be that, that we review porn. I like that.
0: Well, I wouldn't sent the video, we would have had the same conversation, yeah, true. but I
1: So maybe yeah, maybe send the video. Send the video. We did so Another thing about wheelchairs, did you notice that there's a sort of a weird wheelchair bitmoji that I, I sent that to you? It was me in a wheelchair.
0: Was there one? That's my
1: bitmoji. Yeah. I think oh, that's wow, when we nice. did the last the last podcast. That's what I put up on there. And I thought oh, was, yeah,
0: I think I did see
1: that. I thought that was kind of offensive. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. people try to be really that.
0: inclusive, and they want to, you know, have all these wheelchairs. But you know, somebody out there is complaining. Like, I know oh, yeah. I sent I sent emojis to someone a couple weeks ago, and it was like I was trying to be clever. But I can only I found the one white guy in a wheelchair, but the wheelchair didn't look like mine. And I actually thought well, it's like I hope they I hope they know I'm referring to me. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, which is it in itself is a bit stereotypical.
1: We we sound very mellow today.
0: It is that kind of day though.
1: Yeah, I was in the water for like at least forty. No, at, at least almost an hour. I almost call it hypothermia. We're filming okay. this thing for La Opera. I've been I've been in the water, like. I was in the water Saturday and today and I'll probably get in the water again tomorrow. And granted, it's getting colder up here. Baby it's cold outside. Mm. Um but it's for it'll when this comes out it'll be really dope to just have something that we filmed for a very respected arena. Even though it's not an right. arena, it's the opera house. Um, but it'll it'll be cool. And and I'm working with one of my best friends.
0: That's what it's all about.
1: Yeah. And hopefully you and I will finally get to fucking do some more shit together too.
0: Oh. I said fuck and do something. Fuck, and, fuck and.
1: Remember hate crime last last time? Hmm? Yeah. Remember um, when I said I would beat? Yeah. hmm Remember when I say you owe me one? But here's what you owe me.
0: Oh, by the way, uh, anybody out there watching, listening, I know you're, you know, watching porn at night, um, pop in the word handicap in your uh, Mm -hmm. favorite porn site. See what comes up. Give it a whirl. It's not as weird as you think. Mm -hmm. It's actually kind of cool. It's almost like you're rooting for the underdog. Remember, like, Rudy or whatever, one of those movies? yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like the underdog or, you know, Revenge of the Nerds. The over underdog, the over underdoggy style dog. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but you know, stay getting jerked up. off in the back. Stay
1: randy. Yeah. Stay hung if you can, but if you can't, you know what? Stay young. Stay young.